standard issue for all women. Hello and a very happy Sunday to you indeed. What with it being January and all that, in this week's episode of Sunday Chops, I have a good old chat with Pilates expert, personal trainer and founder of wellness brand Nick's, Nikki Phillips, about getting fit and what that means for postpartum and 40 plus women. We chatted about the new fitness app that the brand has launched, how COVID has changed the fitness world and why it just doesn't matter if you want to eat that donut. You know, I once took some donuts to the studio for one of our recording sessions and we were too busy to eat them. Mickey said this haunted her for some time afterwards. And frankly, I'm not surprised. Anyway, we recorded this before Christmas, before tier number blur and lockdown number blah, but alarmingly, most of the references are pretty much still bang up to date. But in case you think that Nikki is suggesting you could go to the gym and you don't read the news or listen to this podcast, you can't. Sorry. So don't try, even if you think you understand the Magna Carta. So I'll leave you with Nikki for now. I hope you enjoy it as much as I enjoyed chatting to her. I'm off to do some deep diaphragmatic breathing. I'm joined by Pilates specialist, PT, and founder of the new Nick's fitness app, Nikki Phillips. Hello, Nikki. Hi, how are you doing? We are going to talk a little bit today because it is January, and I don't know if if 2020, are we bothering with resolutions? I'm not sure, but if we are, people might be thinking about getting fit or getting more active. So from an absolute novice's perspective, why would you encourage people to do that? And what are good ways to sort of dip your toe in those waters? I think actually 2020, we really (laughs) want to discuss uh, that year, has been really interesting for the um, fitness industry. I think people may be more engaged with fitness more so than ever before in a way, because there's so much out there now, which has been great for me and Nick's, but also I just think it's changed the way that people work out. Obviously, you know, a lot of the time we would go to gyms, but that's it can be quite a scary thought to, you know, walk into a gym, particularly if you're a novice, if you haven't worked out before. So I think 2020 has really shown that there are ways to work out from home. And that's what Nick's is all about. So in terms of January 2021, trying to pick up a fitness habit. Firstly, I think it's amazing. A lot of people, um, I did a poll the other day and so many people answered that they would still continue to exercise during Christmas and were really motivated into January as well. So I think we all go into January feeling quite motivated. I think the key is not to overload yourself. I think often we think, right, we're going to change our diet. We're going to do hours of exercise every day. And it's just not achievable. I think, you know, you might do it for a few weeks and then it all falls apart when you realize that, A, it's quite time consuming. B, it's really hard to stick to something like that if you haven't been doing it before. So I always recommend in terms of fitness, start small. I think it's really more about making sure you've got good techniques a good form so when you're using better technique and that's what nick's is uh, a lot to do with is trying to show you how to work out better so it's more efficient and effective so that you don't have to do 50 bad sit-ups if you do 10 really good ones you're going to be working a lot harder so i think you know if we say okay it's just going to be 10 minutes a day and then you can build up on that I think it makes it a lot more achievable, less scary, less daunting. And, you know, you don't have to work out every day. Start with two or three times a week. You know, it's not something that we have to do every day, day in, day out. Then obviously diet is always really important. That goes hand in hand with with fitness and health. And again, I think you just have to be kind to yourself. We all realise what's 
and pretty much know what's good for us and what's not. And I think it's about portion control, making sure that your plate is really colorful with lots of lovely green vegetables and fruit and and then allowing yourself a treat here and there because otherwise again it's so painful to suddenly come out of Christmas you know where we've probably been indulging a little and then having no indulgence at all. I think another mistake that people make is they expect to see results really quickly don't they and it, it can take a really long time to get into the kind of habit with your fitness where you actually do start to see results and so there is sometimes not a huge amount of incentive to sort of keep going yeah I think we need to think more about how it makes you feel yes um, initially because I think you know we when you create a habit it makes it a lot easier and and after creating that habit you know you're going to feel like you want to exercise and if you don't you're going to miss it and also you know there's all those lovely endorphins which help with our mental health make us feel happy so you finish off a, a routine feeling really energized most of the time. You know, sometimes it might be hard work and you feel exhausted, but you will still have that endorphin hit. And, you know, just moving your body, getting the blood flowing around your body is so good for you. So I think that's the first thing to think is, OK, you might not be able to see it on the scales or in your dress size, or, but it will happen. And, you know, making sure that your diet is balanced at the same time is really important as well. You know, it's the 30-70 or 20-80, we all talk about different ratios, but, you know, it really is important to try and balance a good diet when you're exercising. And if you fall off the wagon a couple of times a week, don't worry about it, just carry on. Make sure it doesn't, you know, make you think, oh, well, that's it, it's all It's all done. I've, you know, I've ruined it now. It's You haven't. I think you just need to... Think positively and, as I say, think about how it's making you feel rather than where it's making you look. Agreed. I mean, I always think there's a lot more now, actually, to be fair, but there's never nearly enough emphasis on how exercise makes you feel, I don't think. And, yeah, with with people's sort of mental health in, in the way it has been in the last year, yeah, it's a particularly good time to start getting out and yeah. about and moving. And, as you say, a, a gym can be quite an intimidating place. But the beauty of what, as you say, what's happened with the fitness industry is that a lot of this is now available in your own home. What I'm quite interested in, because one of the things that you focus on and your sort of area of expertise really is pre and postnatal exercise and also exercise for women over the age of 40, possibly going through menopause. So what kind of things should we as women are there things physically that we need to think about a bit more when we're exercising yeah I think postnatal obviously you really do need to be quite careful when you you know get back into fitness I think often we all want to pop back into our um, you know old genes and we feel a pressure to to rush into it but the trouble is is that often we're not doing our bodies the best uh, that we can do for it we it's really about thinking about you know we talk a lot about pelvic floor health, making sure that, you know, that really comes back to um, its strength. And then also that your abdominals, you've had you've had a, a big trauma on your body. And it's really a, almost a year to make a baby. And I really believe it, it's a year to recover from having a baby and for your body to, particularly for your breastfeeding as well, for it to all go back to normal. I think pelvic floor health is so important. And it is for men as well. But obviously women hear about it more because of the physicality of having a child. So that, that's extremely important. 
I think also postnatally, we often become very weak down our posterior chain, so all down the back of our bodies, our glutes, because of the way that our body changes position when we're carrying a baby. Our pelvis tilts, so you're using different muscles to get quite tight down the front. You know, it all goes hand in hand, really. So those are things that are really important to focus on. And I think when it comes to cardiovascular, you should be really going into that quite carefully. And also when you're thinking about, want to get my tummy back and abs and, you know, I want a six track or, you know, uh, maybe you just want to strengthen your core. You need to do that carefully and slowly, particularly if you've got a diastasis where the muscle separation of the abdominals. So there's quite a few things postnatally you need to be careful with. And then when we go into our 40s, we may not have recovered well after having children, even if you've had them in your 30s. And pelvic floor, again, means that, you know, you may be thinking, I don't want to do jumping around or hit exercises because you're worried about leakages and, and not having that control over your pelvic floor. So often a lot of women, I find, want to avoid hit exercises or impact exercises, which actually become quite important as we go into our 40s. Muscle density and bone density drops from our 30s onwards. So it's really important that we are creating an impact on our body to help with that bone density so we don't get osteoporosis when we're older. And then secondly, resistance training. So whether you use weights or your body weights, that's why Pilates is great because you're using your body weight a lot of the time. And then adding in resistance bands and things like that will really help to strengthen our bodies as we go into our 40s and 50s. And I think, you know, it's not about doing hours, as I've said before, it's not hours and hours of exercise that you need to do. It's really about making sure that you're doing it well with good technique so that A, you're protecting your body from injury and B, you're getting the benefits and it's much more efficient. I used to do a lot of like group classes mm. and then I got a PT to do Thai boxing with who when I got to him he was like what what is this squad I, I don't understand you know you, you're not working anything doing that you're just injuring yourself yeah because I think I picked up lots of bad habits in group classes where the instructor can't necessarily you know they don't really have eyes on all of you individually so if your technique is sort of dipping a bit they can't necessarily help you correct that so how can you ensure if you're doing online classes or, or an online app, how can you ensure that you do keep that technique? Well, I think that it is, you know, it is difficult as a Pilates teacher. Pilates is so much about form. So, you know, there's small tweaks. And for me, it's a lot about cueing. I think sometimes when I teach my classes, I try and repeat cues so that you're always thinking about what you should be doing. And explaining if your body is feeling it in a certain place, you may not be doing it correctly and how you can adjust yourself. So that in all my classes, that's what I attempt to do. Rather than just counting you down reps, I will keep trying to explain uh, where you should be feeling it, why you should be feeling it there and how to move better. Nix also has, we have these tutorials on the app. So if you're not 100% sure, you can look at those and see okay it's a, a squat or, or a spine curl or uh, whatever it is and um, hopefully it will help you understand the movement pattern and where you're meant to be feeling it a little bit more but I do really feel it's it's down to the cueing which is really important when you're um, not only in a group class but also when you're doing something at home and online and and the more you do it the more you're 
you know, start to feel those different little tweaks can make such a difference. I, I think even when I'm teaching in my studio, sometimes people t- take a long time because exactly what you've said, they've got into bad habits. Uh, they use different muscle groups instead of the ones that they're trying to use, particularly something like your glutes. Women are, are particularly bad at not using glutes. And, and your glutes are basically your bum muscles and, and down yes. the, the back there and, and your quads are the fronts of your thighs, basically. So we tend to use the front of our thighs and not use the back, the posterior chain, the back of the body as much. So it's really important to, you know, think about how to activate that. And hopefully I I feel, you know, I managed to do that through the app by the way that I teach and and how I describe things. I think it's really important. I find that interesting because someone said that to me before that we use our quads more than our glutes as women. This is probably a really stupid question. Is that because we've got boobs? Is that because we're no, like front-weighted? <laughs> it could possibly be if, you, if they're large-ish and they pull you forward. But a lot of women tend to, because of the, the positioning of our... I'm going to sit up straight now. Yeah. <laughs> our hips and our pelvis and the way that the hip joint is, often we rotate in and, and our hips are designed differently to male pelvis because for childbirth and so what that often does it means that we sort of stick our bottoms out um and that means the weight's going through the front of our legs rather than through the glutes and then we bend our backs so that we're sort of getting slight extension so this often can lead to lower back problems you know feeling you're loading the lumbar spine rather than having a, a neutral pelvis which is where the pubic bone and the hip bones are on the same plane as each other and it's amazing how just a small tilt of the pelvis most people stick their bottoms out rather than tuck them in and and that's where where women often I find women often stand and it's also this idea of putting your shoulders back so we all want to stand up straight and look but actually what we're doing is going into extension and not actually placing our shoulders correctly on our ribs. Hello, Mickey here to tell you how you can find out more about us. And that is if you want to follow us on Twitter. Standard Issue is at Standard Issue UK. I'm at Mixed Noonan. Hannah is at That Dunleavy. And Jen is at Inspire Jen. And you can find out more about our views, opinions and general nonsense if you follow us over there. Look forward to having a natter. So, Nikki, can you tell us, obviously you have founded Nix. Can you tell us a little bit more about it? Really, Nix is a women's fitness and health brand so not only is there the app which is the fitness side of things we're also trying to really empower women with information I think we go through so many life stages um, as women it goes into our 20s we may have children where once we're through there we then have our early 40s perimenopause menopause there's so many things so many changes that our bodies go through unlike men uh, that I think that just this plethora of information that we need to know to help support our bodies so nix is really about helping to empower women with information so not only is there the fitness app to help you stay fit and healthy but we're also we offer a lot of webinars when we can we do events live events we also obviously do online events but we're working with a variety of experts that help to inform us so we have a nutritionist a menopause doctor a psychologist obviously you know that 
mental health and well-being is so important these days and a physio so there's there's all these experts that we're working with to really help equip you with information in really easy bite size and downloadable information that you can understand and and hopefully will help you through your your different life stages and then just general things women's interests so you haven't always been a PT have you you sort of came into this a little bit later on what drew you to it why did you want to start well I'd always been into fitness I was always running or doing Bikram yoga or you know I was trying to try everything and I did a lot of running so I, I always was in quite good shape I felt like I was strong and you know I had a the washboard stomach and then one day I herniated a disc in my back in my lower back which was caused through postural alignment not being particularly good and just really overdoing it and not using proper technique and not having a really really strong core which I thought I had and pelvic floor I thought I, I had that and then I started going to Pilates to rehabilitate myself that my physio that I found just said you, you really need to this is the way you're going to get better so I, I went from one extreme to the other. I then became a complete Pilates nut and loved it. And it completely rehabilitated my body. And I really loved it. I was doing quite a lot of reformer um, Pilates as well. Some machinery and Cadillac and things like that. And just really fell in love with it and really noticed the change in my body. I would still run. So once I was better, I, could, I would do all the other things. But I would, my body was completely different, so much stronger. And then I got pregnant and I carried on. And at that point, I started retraining because I just loved it. I think I used to be working media, so it was, you know, quite full on. And I had this opportunity to retrain. And at the start, I, you know, I wasn't even sure if it was something that I would really want to do. I'd never taught anything. I'd presented lots of times, but teaching is very different but I really love it and it's I think it's so rewarding to be a PT when you see how people can change their lives and particularly in Pilates when it's just the whole technique and the form for me is so amazing people just become so much stronger and more mobile and just some of the people I know who are in the Pilates world have the most incredible physiques and strength even up into their 70s and 80s and it just it keeps you so fluid as well so I was very lucky to sort of find it through injury and fall in love with it I might find it through injury as well myself because I've had a baby six months ago and I did exactly what you suggested someone shouldn't do and I tried to get back into exercise too quickly and this morning I had my first appointment with a physiotherapist so (laughs) I think that's the thing you think oh well I'll just go back to my normal hit classes or my normal this uh, and really, you, you need to be doing something that's that's tailored for postnatal body. Uh, it's really difficult because, you know, it's it's hard to know what to do. But I think it's quite a lot of pressure on each person as yourself. If you go to a group class, obviously, at the moment, it's, or, or do something in a group situation where you're, you know, you're asked to check certain things whilst you're doing it. But often it's quite difficult to do that. And you don't really understand what, what it is that you should be looking out for. So, you know, I, I do think stop what you were doing and go, go and uh, do some uh, a postnatal workout to well, help you. I've got the NICS app now, uh, so, <laughs> so I'll, I'll crack on with that. We've actually got a new postnatal plan coming out, which is really 
big document and we're going to be releasing that in late January. On the 11th of January, we're actually launching a new programme. We have three guest trainers that are coming on board for Nick's along with myself. So it's going to be a really exciting programme. We've got yoga, we've got Nick's uh, workouts, um, so hits and Pilates. We've also got dance and we also have a movement specialist who's doing these amazing movement classes as well. So I'm really, really excited about that programme. You've set up your own studio, haven't you, called The Shed, yeah. which is a health and fitness hub which has inspired women to take control of their bodies in their 40s and beyond. That sounds like a nice place to hang out. What? Yeah, so we moved out of London. And previous to that, I was teaching. I taught a bit in studios and, and privately and then it, it just sort of in people's houses. So it was a dream of mine to have a studio. So I'm very fortunate that we have a barn out and have the garden and I, we converted it into a studio. I teach a lot of reformer in there, which is the Pilates machine. I do lots of TRX. We do hit. Obviously, at the moment, I'm not doing any of that, unfortunately. But it's it's great. What do you think puts women off? Obviously, we you know it's quite well documented why young women, teenagers, uh, teenage girls stop being active. Although I do feel you know with the kind of Instagram culture that yeah. that we have at the moment within young people, that is probably changing quite a bit. Because there's so much focus on having Kim Kardashian's bum or, or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like for women of my generation, mm. you kind of, you know, I certainly stopped exercising as soon as I could as a teenager. You know, for the, for the many well-documented reasons why teenage girls stop exercising. They feel uncomfortable or they're not very good and they're not, you know, PE teachers back in the day were not particularly encouraging if you weren't that good at sport, etc, etc. And also just the, the menu that you're offered at school is just so limited and, and crap. Again, that's probably very different now. I don't know. But why do you think it's so difficult to get women back in once they've dropped out of it? I think... Often it feels like this enormous hurdle that you've got to climb or, you know, mountain, you've got to climb it. Just you just think, oh, my goodness, where do I start almost? And and as we said before, it can be quite intimidating. I think we all think we have to go commit and dedicate these hours of time. But I think, again, what I've tried to do with Nick's is to show that you can build up slowly 10 minutes a day is better than nothing and then you know if you can do half an hour three times a week four times a week by the time you get to that stage you're going to be feeling and seeing the differences and I think I think that's a lot of the problem is this just this chasm of how, how do I start and I think just start small. It really is just starting small. Don't worry if, you know, you're not doing it very well in terms of obviously form is really important to me. But if you feel like as long as you're doing it safely and nothing's hurting in a peculiar place and you're moving, that's a great place to start. And then, you know, you're, you're just start building up on that. Also, often after having children, you know, we feel like we're the last thing on the to-do list. And so by the time we get around to doing anything, we're either too tired or it just, again, feels like it's this enormous thing to have to achieve. Whereas we sh- I think we need to start putting it first, you know, for, for us first every so often. And, and I think as you get into your 40s as well, you know, in your 20s, you feel invincible as well, whether you're really fit or not. I think we all have this. We're going to live forever. Everyone feels quite invincible. 
you start having kids maybe in your late 20s, 30s, early 40s, you know, whenever you're having, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh my goodness, now I'm actually, you know, we're going into our 40s, heading towards 50. And I think women at that stage start taking note a little bit more or, or generally we start thinking, okay, we, I really actually want to start looking after myself and, and you might have a bit more time if you've had children they may be a little bit older you may be some more senior in your job so you have a slightly bit more freedom even though you're busy so I think you know we start looking at fitness very differently at that stage so Nikki where can we find Nick's and where can we find you on social media so Nick's can be found we have a website mix.fit and then um, if you would like to download the app you can do that on the website or you can go to apple or android so we're on both i use instagram quite a lot so there's often a lot of free live classes chats we do a lot of uh, live chats with some of the experts that i mentioned before and that's again nicks.fit and so is uh, facebook i'm also on you know the linkedin and twitter as well so hopefully you'll be able to find me through one of those mickey thank you very much Standard Issue for all women.